What's good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Pro and Bro Wrestling Podcast. We are your host. I'm Arnold Teliga Arda. And I'm missing no days off, Fred Rosser, episode 68. One episode shy of episode 69, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, we got to keep it PG always on Pro and Bro Wrestling. Uh, I think it's time to kind of pivot and work backwards and kind of get the 411 on what's been going on with you, what's been going on with me. But, you know, first, you know, you're the OG when it comes to uh, podcasting. Let me start. Check me out. Hey, hey, let's go. Let's go. Don't get me started, man. But yeah, Uh, another episode. This is, uh, again, always a therapy session for me because I do it with my homie Arnold. Absolutely, man. And you've been a busy, busy guy these last couple of days. And you you don't even know what you're doing. (laughs) You got me sitting here wondering, like, man, what company is he working with? And you're like, I don't know, man. I'm just here. Uh, They they flew me out. I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you want to fill him in on that? Uh, Well, yeah. Yeah, I think I signed... um... I think I signed the NDA. Oh, that's uh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 but look, I think I can say this. Okay. Uh, it's for a video game company in the Bay Area where they're just using me to uh, just capture all the moves, you know? Yeah. So um, I got this opportunity. Actually, uh, Eli Drake, uh, LA Knight, uh, yeah. new to NXT. Um, and he I got me that. the opportunity uh, to do the work, which has been so much fun, bro. Wow. That's amazing, man. That's really cool. Um, you know, there's so many it, like, yeah. video games these days that's not WWE related. Um, I know AEW is working on their new video game. I believe it's coming out in 2022, if I'm not mistaken. And I love how they did their reveal because they kind of did, uh, um, what's his name? What's uh, the Apple guy? It's slipping my head. Oh, QT Marshall? No, 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 no. Um, the CEO of Apple, like the guy that passed away. Oh. Um, oh. Uh, well, anyways, that guy. Like, yeah, the whole, yeah. Like, turtleneck um, reveal, and I thought that was really smart, you know, catering to the pop culture. What? Oh, uh, what? Steve Jobs? Or? Steve Jobs, yes. Yeah. Oh, finally, I got it. Finally, <laughs> finally. Finally, we got it, you know, because like stuff like that. I always I always have brain hiccups, man. So I'm glad I got a home run on that. Yeah. So um, I thought the reveal was really great and I'm super excited for it. And I think they're kind of just like us. They're kind of taking a step back because they mentioned it's not going to be like WWE 2K20 where it looks super realistic. They kind of want to bring it back a little to, you know, old school, like a little cartoonish in a way, a little over exaggeration on the body types but still they're gonna make it a super fun video game but i like how they're going um in a different route for it you know yeah well definitely i'll give you the 411 because you're my bro on exactly what i was doing once we're off air you know again you know when you sign the nda you just gotta abide by the rules but uh just having the opportunity to do that uh you know fly private from burbank airport you know, uh, they treated me well, you know. So, again, I'll give you the 411 on uh, how um, how that went, man. It was a blast. But 
also with New Japan Strong, myself uh, and Hikaleo, uh, him and I are two big uh, powerhouses. You know, we are the, you know, big guys of New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan Strong. And Hikaleo is uh, the younger brother of Girls of Destiny. Uh, and he's Meng's uh, youngest son, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I always I always say at this point in my career, I want to be able to elevate talent. And him and I, I just posted a couple of uh, week ago, some highlights of me and Hikaleo. And uh, it turned out well. And I sent it to, um, you know, both brothers of uh, Grills of Destiny, like highlights. Hey, man, I'm making younger brother look good. I'm making <laughs> Boost look good, you know, because I just all the Samoans, the culture, you know, they just listen to my ideas and they put their two cents into it. And we're able to tell a great story, man, a great, a physical story. Yeah. Trust me, I don't walk out of there um, uh, unscathed, but, you know, at this point in my career, 19 years, September of uh, this year that I've been putting in a lot of time. So to be able to still elevate talent like Hikaleo, six foot nine, um, it's it's cool bro hey speaking of your 19 year career it's funny because uh i don't know if you know this but uh kurt angle has his own podcast now with conrad thompson the kurt angle show so you know how conrad has a, a podcast with tony Schiavone, eric bischoff jim ross art anderson well he he added a sixth one and it's kurt angle and so he's part of that network and the last episode that he did, he was talking about WrestleMania 21 with the heartbreak of Shawn Michaels. And he was talking about the buildup to that match. And he talked about your segment <laughs> when you were in the ring with him. And he just talked about how smart it was to have uh, Shawn Michaels come out as uh, the cameraman and how much he loved that angle. And I thought he, he just thought it was br brilliant. The storytelling was amazing. And it's kind of cool because... Uh, you know, you, you were you were definitely like deep in the trenches, so you know what's up. But I I thought it was cool because I don't know if you remember this, but the build up for Sean and Kurt, it all started with Kurt Angle saying like in 1996, I won the Olympic gold medal, but no one talked about it. No one talked about it because they were too busy talking about Shawn Michaels beating Bret Hart at the in the Ironman match. And it's hilarious because like Kurt was like talking to Conrad and he's like, keep going. Oh, in all honesty, in 1996, I didn't know who Shawn Michaels was. <laughs> I wasn't even like watching at the time. So true. But I just thought the storytelling was amazing. That was a great segue for us to start our um, the arc of our storyline. And I thought it was cool. I just I just thought I'd throw it in there since you mentioned your 19 year career. And of course, you were in the ring with Kurt and Shawn when they had that build up for the match. Yeah, well, I don't want to get sidetracked, but I, episode 68, I probably have mentioned it somewhere, but it's just fitting for me to mention when we were going over that, that afternoon prior to airing live, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, they were telling me what to do. I'm, I'm an extra. I'm new. They just yeah. said, you know, you, you're going to play uh, an officer and you're going to grab Shawn Michaels from behind. And they told me to hold on and not let go, you know. So when we rehearsed it, I held on to Sean and he was like, you're supposed to let go. And like, I'm like, oh man. And then like the producers was like, Sean, Sean, we told him to hold on. And then he was like, ah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> so like, I mean, he did apologize, but you know, yeah. he had that, 
he had that moment, you know, mm -hmm. that, you know, we all hear of, but I experienced it. So I'm like, oh my goodness, like that hurt me. That hurt me still to oh, this man. day. You know what I mean? If that because, happened to me, uh, I would cry for three days. Three days? I'm still yeah. crying. I'm still <laughs> crying. What are, you, what are you talking about? You know, uh, uh, I mean, that's your hero yelling at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a guy I emulated, like when it comes to selling, that's my bread and butter. Um, yeah. And when it comes to ideas, I always go into matches saying to myself, what would Shawn Michaels do? What would Randy Orton do? What would uh, someone like the great Muda do? Um, so it's just like, those are guys that I pull from. Right, right. Well, you know, like Shawn could be a newborn Christian, but at the end of the day, he's still a hothead. And I'm sure he'll admit to that, you know? That's just yeah, part but, of personality. Uh, but do you remember when uh, Kurt Angle said that at the time he didn't know who Shawn Michaels was, but then there was a period when he first got introduced to wrestling? Did he talk about that? And his first experience was with ECW? Um, on this one, I don't think he, on this certain episode, uh, specific episode, he didn't talk about that. I'm sure he did on the first few episodes. So this is episode four for him. So um, I'm sure oh, he uh, but do you remember ever hearing that? I do. I do. I remember that. I remember that. And he's actually had, so I, Kurt Angle, you know, right off the Olympic gold medalist win or gold medal win, uh, he did talk about, you know, WWE offering a huge contract, a huge contract. And the one thing that kind of made it all fall apart was him telling Vince at the time, he didn't really know what the, in the, what the business was. And he told Vince like, well, listen, Vince, um, if I do this, I can't lose. I'm 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 always gonna I'm always gonna win because like I'm the gold medalist. Yeah, the gold yeah. medalist. And that was the sentence that made the deal fall apart. And he's never heard back since. And when he did uh, want to attempt it again, he talked to Jim Ross and he's like, I want to do this again. And Jim Ross like, well, listen, we can't give you the same deal. You know, you got to earn it just like everyone else. So yeah, I, I do remember that. Oh wow, yeah, I mean. That's definitely the 411 on that story, man. But yeah, that was just so intriguing that uh, that when he uh, also went to go back to see an ECW show, yeah. and they were doing all that hardcore stuff. He was like, oh, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. This is not for me. What is this crap, you know? Yeah. So uh, that's probably another uh, issue that turned him away. But yeah, I mean, that that's great that he's doing the podcast now. It's great, man. I think as a Kurt Angle fan, you would really love to listen to it. He talks about like uh, stuff that's relatable. You know, he talked about his last match with Baron Corbin and how additionally, I mean, um, oh. how initially he wanted John Cena, but that's just the reason why it didn't work out is because um, Kurt really wanted to retire that certain year. If if he was willing to wait, they were they would have made it happen. But Kurt's like saying. Like, this is my last year. Like my, my body can't continue to do this. So because it was his last year, that's why they couldn't do John Cena because they already had it set for Corbin. But if he were, if he went next year for WrestleMania, I'm sure he would have gotten that John Cena retirement match. Um, but he, it was funny. Um, he was talking about how his last match, he felt like he gained weight. So that's why he wore the black 
he's like he's like oh I, I think black is very slimming so that's why I wore black around my waist and I don't know if you noticed but I even got the red white and blue flames to go like this so it distracts from my <laughs> distracts from my love handles <laughs> so you know it's a really entertaining podcast and he's like really open and honest about it and I, and I love it you should listen to it oh that is so funny that is so funny but I can see that because the scene the the people who make the costumes the seamstresses they uh, they just know how to tailor it to make you look slimming so yeah. um yeah, they're the best, man. They're the best. That is so funny to hear. <laughs> that is so funny to hear. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, so have you been watching uh, any wrestling these past few days? Everything that's been going on? A lot of things uh, happen, man. Uh, well, I mean, we haven't talked about an uh, uh, awesome coming out story with Gabby. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh man, that slipped my mind. Okay, yes. Um, so the first time I saw that, I think it was one of those like wrestling like wrestling hub or like you know, whatever what culture. And I saw that um professional wrestler uh gender change. And at that time, I didn't really know who it was who it was, and I was watching it, and I was like, oh my god, like Tyler Rex, right? Like yeah. I was so blown away because out of all people, like Tyler Rex was the like if you have a scale of feminism and like masculinity he's like all the way there right this guy yeah. looks like a trojan warrior dreadlock yeah. beard and i don't know if you watched some of his interviews recently but mm -hmm. i watched a couple of them but man like i just felt so bad for him you know the struggle like obviously you 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 felt it your whole most of your life yeah. for him to hide that feeling for him to you know, bury it and think that what he was feeling was wrong. It's, it's heartbreaking, man. And yeah. the fact that, you know, he said that, you know, first of all, I, I think it's, it's cool that his wife is so supportive, but, you know, even before he decided to make that official gender, gender change, he would wait for his daughter to go to sleep for him to mm -hmm. put on the wig and wear the dress and everything. And, uh, once, his wife told him, um, hey, listen, uh, just wanna let you know that I'm, you know, I'm not attracted to like women. And that's when he kind of felt like, okay, uh, I need to shut this down. And for him to sometimes even open his closet and look at his wigs and he just wanna like touch it, you know, yeah. it's, it's, that's yeah. who he really is. But he couldn't, like, he felt like he couldn't be that. That's, that's heartbreaking, man. How, how did you feel when you found out about it? I mean, Arnold, you said it perfectly, you know, and you spoke from the heart. I say that, like, you know, the same way Randy Orton and Big Show and Mark Henry treated me before I came out, you know, they didn't say two words to me. And then when I came out, they embraced me still to this day with open arms. That's the same way I'm going to treat Gabby because that's what she deserves, you know. Yeah. She deserves the support, you know, that those guys gave me, you know what I mean? So, uh with uh with Gabby I wasn't as as close to her back in the day as as now I am you know what I mean I'm mm -hmm. sending her messages showing support and that's what it's all about man so uh I support him uh I support her now more than ever you know what I mean Absolutely. so um yeah man the same way those guys supported me I gotta support uh her as well so I just have to um just keep uh preaching my block the hate in the dms i'm 
I, I'm always sending video messages, showing my support for her. But yeah, man, I, I think it was something that we needed to touch upon. Yeah, I think it's cool too because, you know, truth be told, I never really followed Tyler Rex's career. I never mm -hmm. really watched any of his interviews. I didn't even follow him on Instagram. So I, I never saw him, you know, talk. You know, I never, I didn't know him as a person. But now yeah. I do see like, like Gabby and like I watch her stories. Like it feels natural. Like I don't know if yeah. you've seen like her recent posts, but like, you know, she's yeah. a physician and she's, yeah. uh, you know, she's seeing a doctor. She's like taking the, right amount of like what hormone injection yeah maybe yeah and she feels she looks like she's in her natural state yeah like you know what i mean exactly. like it's it's crazy yeah. it's pretty cool and, and i just have to be careful with this podcast that like you know i never want to this is all a learning experience for me you know so i never want to misgender her you know what i mean sure. i have to moving forward uh gabby is gabby you know what i mean yeah. so uh, what I knew when I first started Florida Championship Wrestling in 2009, I was I was training with Tyler Rex, you know. Uh, but she is uh, she is her, and I have to support her, you know. And I always will, even more now than ever. Yeah. Especially, you know, it, I mean, it hits it hits home professionally and personally. Uh, I'm, 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 um, I'm supporting a family member that is trying to make the transition, you know, uh, you know, uh, I'm a distant cousin, but very close, you know, at heart. So yeah, you know, none of us are strong as all of us. That's where my whole block tape movement comes in. So, uh, I just wanted to touch upon that and not misgender anyone. I'm still learning. Yeah. And I really appreciate how all his, uh, or her wrestling friends are so supportive. You know, you get comments from Matt Cardona saying like, oh, we love you, Gabby, yeah. you know? I think it's, it's yeah. really cool to have like the boys have her back like that. Yes. And, yeah, man, like she's happy and like, let her live, who cares, right? Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, that was like, but again, like that was a shocker to me because I did not see that coming, man. Did not see it. No, coming. I didn't see it coming at all. Yeah. Uh, at yeah. all. <laughs> people, people close to me say, you thought your coming out story was a big deal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but like I said, more power to her. I'm supporting yes. Gabby 100%, you know? Yes, yes. And I, I know you've been busy, but the last text that I sent you uh, these last couple of days was when uh, Bobby Lashley won the WWE Championship, man. And we were kind of mimicking uh, JR's uh, commentary. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, you saw my comments? I saw your comment. Um, it, but, yeah. It's like in my, uh, in my feed, it was all like the major, major uh, Instagrams, you know? So I, I just, I, I wrote it out once, you know, it, that way, good God, he done did it a day. Uh, he, wait, what did I say? Good God, he done did it or something like that. Yeah. And I just, I just copy and paste it to all the major, like, <laughs> all the major wrestling organizations that came with the verified tag. Yeah. Uh, and because it's, I mean, I mean, I'm happy for him, you know what I mean? So oh, it's yeah. just like, uh, I didn't see it coming personally. So um, yeah, I was excited. I was just, I, I was just messaging away. Yeah, and I think it's really cool because he's the second uh, full African-American WWE champion. Uh, WWE put up that picture of him, Kofi, and The Rock, 
and uh it's a cool looking picture man and uh you know the hurt business they're so they look so legit because there's almost like a, a mafia vibe to them they took that group shot and uh you know bobby lashley has the wwe championship shelton and cedric have the tag team and you see mvp there with the cane but the only thing i would yeah. add to that picture is i wish mvp had his jujitsu uh medal with him because he had it on raw a few times after he won the competition because we all know you know like um it's entertainment and all that and um championships are still important but mvp jiu-jitsu championship like that's a shoot championship so i think it would have been like such an amazing picture if he had the cane and the jiu-jitsu championship and like he's like surrounded by all the champions like man the hurt business was a great idea whoever decided to put them together it's amazing man yeah yeah that's interesting man um but yeah i know uh i know MV i know all those guys they see like they all follow me and they all see my comments and stuff like that um yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they're all making moves, man. I'm I'm glad they're all making moves. Yeah, but I love the images, man. Yeah, the images that pop up on my feed. Hey, uh, I saw that. You, I know you saw this too because you commented. But what do you think of Bow Wow trying to get into WWE, man? Um, uh, you know, if he's respectful about it, that that's what it's all about. When you're respectful about it, why not give it a shot? You know, give yeah. it a shot. You know, if you're a little guy, maybe if you learn the art, you know, yeah. uh, of selling and being like a little Bow Wow Ray Mysterio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, why not? Why not? Prove, prove people wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. Me, me on the other hand, remember I did the, a musical back in 2020, you know? So yeah. that's me really stepping out the box. So why yeah. not? I can't be a hypocrite and say that, you know, he can't do it. But when the other guy, what's the other guy that's beefing with uh, Randy Orton? Soldier Boy? Yeah, oh, now, when damn. you talk about, you, you like, when you use the F word with me, like, yeah. we wouldn't be doing this. We wouldn't be on 68 of Pro and Bro Wrestling, you know what I mean? You've never, <laughs> used, you, you've never used that word with me, you know? Yeah. Don't yeah. use the F word with me. Fake is not, you know? And, you know, one thing with Bow Wow, you know, he gets a lot of, he gets a lot of hate and a lot of people don't take him seriously and i think one of the reason why that is is because of his arrogance right um yeah but one thing i will say about him is um well for one I'll, i want to say that i am a fan of his i have like all his seven albums like growing up i had like the beware of dog you know um all, all <laughs> his stuff um he he can back it up he's a super talented rapper i think his bars are fire and he's also a great actor like i love like his movies um not roll bounce <laughs> the other like all his like with like the medea movies you know yeah. with Ron Perry, great actor um so whatever he sets his mind to it whatever he sets his mind to he can accomplish it but i think the reason why he's getting a lot of uh in a lot of people's skin is um is because he's working them you know, like he wants to be like a heel right off the bat. And he's, I don't know if you saw some of his tweets, but he was like yeah. calling uh, oh, uh, the Hurt Business with their JCPenney suits. Um, I think he called out some NXT wrestlers saying, oh, how are you going to be in WWE and only have like 70K followers yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah he goes... Yeah, he goes below the belt. And, and that's the thing, you know, <clears throat> if I'm going to be working with them, you know, help me out with some bars, you know, for me to spit at you, yeah. you know, and then we go and we go back and 
forth, but he definitely goes below the belt, man. And you just got to be able to know how to, you know, take it and have a good comeback. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think, I think he should definitely give it a shot. I believe he's training with Rikishi, you know? So, um, that's, um, I hope he doesn't, I, I hope he does it, but, yeah. uh, the soldier, the, the soldier boy guy, uh, <laughs> he makes me sick. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't get how someone can be that cocky when, in my opinion, like his last hit was like 2007. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he pulled the, you know who I am card. Like he pulled that card. He's like, do you know who I am? Like, come on, man. That just, <laughs> that doesn't look good. Um, but uh, before we move on, just one more thing that I want to touch on with Bow Wow is yeah. that, you know, a lot of people feel that this is out of nowhere, but uh, he's actually a WWE fan. Uh, a long time ago when it was The Rock versus John Cena, and they have like a montage of celebrities of like, oh, who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win? Uh, Bow Wow was in it. And he was like saying, oh, like I got like, you know, I think my boy John Cena is going to win. And he was actually at that WrestleMania when John Cena, I won the Rock beat John Cena. And I would listen to uh, some of his interviews, uh, you know, like Power 106, Big Boys Neighborhood. And they asked when he's like, like, like a few years back and they would ask him like, oh, what are you doing in your spare time? And he's like, oh, I'm a weird guy, man. I like, sometimes I just like YouTube, like old WWF shit, you know? So like, he's like, he's a true fan. You know? <laughs> I just want to say that. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Well, I mean, uh, maybe I should give him a shout out because, uh, you know, uh, I'd love to help him out, you know? So yeah. uh, I'm all about seeing people succeed, especially if they want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, um, it's definitely not easy. It's definitely not easy. You, um, you've been in the ring, you know, you know, it kind of hurts a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, I did one move, man. <laughs> and that, that was enough. That was enough, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but didn't you take a back bump? No, never took oh, a back bump. take a back bump? Uh-uh. Oh, maybe oh, maybe, maybe Pedram did that. Huh? Maybe Pedram did that. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, yeah. Uh, but the Soldier Boy, man, um, like... I, you know, I've seen Randy in person. Holy crap, dude. Like, that's one guy you don't want to mess with. Like, this camera doesn't even do him justice. That Randy Orton is a giant, you know? Yeah, he is, right? <laughs> he's, like, he's one of the big guys, man. Like, he's up there. Like, it's crazy. Like, you don't want to pick a fight with Randy Orton. Yeah, he's just long. And, uh, I mean, he's a big guy. Uh, he's just long. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Um, it's funny, speaking of Randy, uh, he, he was uh, on Edge and Christian's podcast a long time ago, and he was saying that, like, man, like, I really, really wanted to be in the Wyatt's family, like, for a long time, because I just want to wear their outfits, their clothes, so I can just eat whatever I want and just have a full, like, heel body, because, you know, like, it's my fault for starting off with these, like, whitey tidies. Now I have to, like, commit to them, and as you age, it just gets harder. I just want to, like, let loose and like I just want to be in the white family just so I can wear Eric Rowan's outfit and hide everything inside <laughs> yeah I mean as you get older stuff starts to you know hang and sag and you know Randy he has a great physique man yeah. uh we're younger he, there was a time when he looked skinny but it just fit his look and what mm -hmm. he was doing uh and then there was a time when he couldn't really work out so um why he got a little bit 
uh, because his shoulder. Oh. Uh, so so his physique got a lot smaller. You remember when he was really thin? Chiseled? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't working out because, like, uh, his shoulders and stuff like that. Oh, wow. uh, but, yeah, but his physique is, you know, one of the best. One of the best. Hey, speaking of shoulder injuries, uh, your boy Heath um, went under the knife yesterday. And I think he's recovering today. Was that yeah, an you know, injury? What's that? Was that an old injury that he just decided to get fixed? I'm not sure. You know, I guess apparently it, it happened on impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, I, I didn't really get the, you know, details. Him and I do communicate. Um, but, yeah, we didn't um, – I don't know how it happened. Yeah, I don't know either. I just saw that he was, like, uh, promoting the surgery, like, a few more – like, two more days, one more day. Yeah, no. he was promoting the surgeries, and just recently he was promoting the food, like – you know, but you know, hospital food is <laughs> is um is not the best. But I mean, me, I never complain. I ate whatever was in front of me because I'm hungry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it is what it is when it comes to the hospital food. But I, I believe this is first major injury. So um, or yeah, first major surgery. Yeah. So I think he's had. I don't know if he was just having that type of surgery the shoulder or was he having multiple surgeries i think it was just the shoulder surgery shoulder yeah you know knock on wood i always say all the time um shoulders are uh it's very important for us athletes to take care of our shoulders you know Mm -hmm. shoulder and neck health is so important uh i actually did uh last week i did a virtual seminar with uh, santino brothers wrestling school I think there was about 20 students on. I had all my notes and, and stuff I wanted to hit. And that's what I was telling people, neck health. And I had all my tools here showing them what I use. Yeah. Um, neck health, shoulder health is so important. Um, you know, so, and, and you know, as I always say, take care of your body because your body is what makes your money. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, did you happen to watch the elimination chamber? No, no, I didn't check it out. Uh, I was really happy with the Miz, man, winning the WWE Championship. Uh, even mm. though you know he didn't hold it for a long time, I I just thought it's cool that it was uh, ten years apart. And you know, a lot of people, and even him himself, he admitted. I think it was a Renee Renee Young's uh, podcast. He admitted that he thought like he wasn't ever gonna get it again. And I think mm. he was like um, he was starting to be okay with that. But the fact that like he got it, even though if it's just like for a few days, even though it's just for you know, um, a storyline purpose to build up for another match that doesn't involve him, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, in the books, two-time WWE champion, The Miz. And I think it's really cool because I think this time around, he got a different response. Uh, the first time he won it, we've all seen the memes of the the Miz girl, you know, who's like pouting like this. Oh, when, yeah, like yeah. When, you know, when he didn't, when he won the championship. But he said this time around, uh, the response was 50-50. And uh, that a lot of people were really happy, and he felt that they felt that, that he deserved it because he definitely put in the work. Um, he's done so much for the WWE, like in the ring and outside the ring, and a lot of people were happy that he got it. I mean, a few things about the Miz. You know, when he held the Intercontinental Championship, and I was feuding with him, he was one of the guys that was going to bat for me. You know, maybe winning the Intercontinental Championship from him at battleground uh-huh. uh and then you know things happen you know yeah. things happen but he was rooting for me to win it and again 
just for me to have that accomplishment would have meant the world to me and I could lose it whenever the next day or the next month or however they want to do it. But to just help me get that notoriety, he was down for it. And when it comes to like, when, when it comes to social media, he's always one that's got his hand up that he'll do it. Yeah. You know, leaving a raw at 11, uh, at 11 PM and then going 300 miles to another city, you know, getting in three, four o'clock, you know, sleeping for a couple hours and then having to be up at 7 AM to, be at a school you know what I mean me I like it because I like being on the go like we're like a rock star for so many years we're always on the move we're always on the road so I enjoy it some people don't like doing that you know of course you get compensated but like some people just don't like doing that busy work I don't look at it as busy work I actually enjoy doing it that's how I got my whole block eight movement over by yeah. doing the schools and doing all that hospital stuff that I love yeah and I'm also, you know, I'm just so happy for him because I remember like in 2003, I went to a WWE uh, live show and it was at a college. Um, it might have been like UCLA or something like that. And it was at a college gym. And the main event was Rey Mysterio tagging with Dr. Thugonomics, John Cena, wearing his Lakers jersey against the Dudley. Oh, what, oh, 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 was it packed or uh, was it in like was a gym? Packed? It was pretty packed. Um, it was like at a college gym, but it was pretty oh, packed. Okay. It was a WWE live event. Um, but as I was leaving, I see The Miz. He wasn't The Miz yet. He was still probably under the Tough Enough deal or something like that. Um, but he was outside and he was just like handing out like little pieces of paper that he just wrote Miz on. And like, he was just like passing it out. And I actually got one. <laughs> I, like, like, I got like The Miz, like, you know, like little autograph. And I just remember that moment, like being like 17 and then like now, like being 34 and seeing how much he's accomplished, like being the WWE champion, like, man, like I, in a way I've seen his journey, like from the beginning to now. And I saw him last time when I went backstage on Raw with you and, you know, he introduced himself, he shook my hand and everything. And yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, man. Shoot, man. I wish you would have said that story to him, man. <laughs> well we didn't we, we didn't even like talk to him that much it was just kind of like a high and by with him oh yeah um, yeah 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 i mean you like me you and i being backstage you know all the memories me it was just a blur because it's just like <laughs> so many so many faces and all that other stuff the only moment i remember was with vince you know oh my god and, yeah because because that's what you know really stuck with me so yeah, yeah. Well, what stuck with me was uh, I'm thankful that you got me that moment with Mysterio and I got to tell him that story of like, oh, yes. And the uh, fact that he still remembered, man, like he still remembers, like, oh, yeah, like Viscera, Akuza, like, how's, how's your pops? I'm like, oh, that's so cool. That was really dope. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, re we remember those moments. How about uh, the moment with Ricochet? Ah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, that wasn't like, at that time, like I didn't, I didn't know how you felt about him because that's when you're, oh. like that's when you first started. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Never like saw him in that light until that day, so I didn't really think yeah. much of it. But um, that was really cool, man. Like backstage, just nonchalant, came up to us and introduced himself. And I think we were talking to him and Cedric at the same time, like in catering, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh huh. I think so. You were there. <laughs> So anytime I bring you backstage or Pedram uh, backstage, I mean, 
who knows if that'll even happen again, man. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. With all the craziness yes, and man. like, uh, I hope, man, I hope, but like bringing guests backstage, who knows if that'll ever happen again, you know what I mean? Man. I don't think so. Uh, and, and, and if it does, you know, you'll have to be, be masked up, you know? The one thing about the mask is just, you don't see people smile, you know? Yeah. And just, just for me doing the video game stuff, I'm saying to myself, you can fly me out every week to do this. Uh, this is beautiful because all I'm doing is all I'm doing is working out at home anyway. You know, I'll do that video game stuff all week. Yeah, I bet, I bet, man. Um, you know, uh, I watched the Super Bowl, and I know that that that's where they're gonna have uh, WrestleMania. And man, I don't know if you watched it, but this year WrestleMania is gonna look good. It's gonna look. Oh good. yeah. It's going to look so futuristic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And even like, you know, the capacity, what is it? They cut it in half, right? Uh, even I, the cardboard fence, it looks good. With the cameras, that's what it's all about. When you're there in person, I'm sure it's like, you know, you're, you're spaced out. Me personally, I want my space. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so sure. like, if I have to be spaced out, I'm perfectly fine with that because that's one of my... That's one of like my pet peeves, like people hovering over me. You know, when sure. I'm on stage, it's a little different because there's barricades and all that stuff. So I don't mind being out. But when you're, if I'm at a concert, I always feel like people are like bumping into me. I always try to make myself small. Yeah. I'm like, man, am I in the way? So I just find a wall or a corner to like <laughs> just post up. Yep. And I never want to be like one of those people that just, just, uh, go from side to side and like moving around. I like to stay planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I like I like to stay planet. Have have you been? Yeah. Uh, to the football game. Was I like that? Well, I was just following you. You know what I mean? But like you're like following me, but the behavior you're talking about, I saw it more at the at the daily concert. Uh, oh, okay. Like yeah. you were pretty posted there. <laughs> like you yeah, know, you're, you're just kind of like observing, like. Yeah, I don't like I don't like moving around. I don't like that, man. I like just getting, I like getting planted, and then that's that. So yeah, yeah you understand. You understand, yeah, man. Of course, man. Of course. Um, but to get a yeah. little off track, you know, with the Super Bowl, being an R and B fan, did you watch the weekend's uh, halftime Super Bowl show? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I watched it. Oh, you, you did. Know, okay. I, cool. Yeah, I watch it for the commercials. I just yeah. watch it for everything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, Cena, Cena was in a commercial. Was uh, he? I missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the whole thing. I forget what he was doing. Um, but yeah, see, yeah, yeah. He 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 was in a commercial. But yeah, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, that just got me excited for WrestleMania because I saw it and it looked like even though it was half capacity, it, it looked good. And yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, it looks full to me. If you look at the crowd, they like blur out. They like there's a crowd moving, but they blur out like the faces <laughs> when they're doing like yes. when they're on the field. Yes. And like they and like they're and they pan up. It looks like people moving and stuff and is blurred out. But yeah, they did it beautifully, man. And yeah, I can't wait to see how the WrestleMania set setup is. What yeah. have I heard about WrestleMania? What have I heard about WrestleMania? Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a tight ship, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think a lot of people are going to have guests, you know? I, um, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. 
but you know the show must go on right yeah absolutely and i thought it was cool too that in the super bowl uh chris jericho and tony tony khan was in attendance and mm. if you saw chris jericho's uh instagram he posted a picture and it's him with a cardboard box next to him and he's like oh my god like i'm sitting next oh. to Brett and rock and like it, it was really cool because like Bretman Rock is um, he's like a Filipino um, male um, makeup artist, you know, and he's a comedian too. And Bretman Rock was like, "Oh my God!" Like Chris Jericho knows who I am, and I thought that was just like a cool moment. And for Chris to like do that post, that was like everything, man. Bro, that same picture, I commented on Chris Jericho's picture and I said oh my gosh, please give him my number. And he liked it, Chris Jericho. <laughs> I was cracking up. And I think a lot of, like, if you go back to that post, if you find it and go back to it, uh, Chris Jericho's post, you'll see that he, that, uh, that he liked it. Oh, cool. So really I, cool. So I, so I was just having fun with that because you know me, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> this year, man, they might... Uh, an xbox podcast i think kevin nash was on but uh i think they might do the hall of uh the hall of fame virtually this year did you hear anything about that i haven't heard anything about that but uh i guess i yeah i guess that's cool i mean i guess what, that's what cool. are they gonna do right i mean they can't like postpone it again so i guess yeah i guess if there's a way to do it i'm sure you can make a you know people people are going to watch it people are going to watch it but yeah you know you you definitely got to do the hall of fame uh who are some of the um hall of famers i think apa um, right yeah is it a maybe i know jbl is going in i don't but i don't know if he's going in solo or as apa i thought he was going in by himself but for sure mm. um oh maybe he is going by him uh, yeah maybe he is going by himself yeah um nwo that's inc that's including um Oh, this, that's going to be interesting because originally last year it was Sean Waltman, Scott Hall, Hogan, and the Giant. So that's going to be interesting this year, which we'll talk about why later. Um, yeah. So the NWO, the Bellas, Batista. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That was wow. to, yeah, Batista. That's all I remember. But those are some pretty big names. So virtual meaning... Uh what they would they would still be in attendance in tampa but there would be no fans right i i imagine it to be kind of like the slammy awards i don't know if you watched that but um they were basically at home like with this kind of setting and it was just like go to other people's home you know really or, wow. I don't know, some people might be in a studio i think the hosts are going to be in a studio but i think the you yeah know, because the, yeah the hall of famers i mean you, you spaced them all out in a, a little studio in Tampa, you know? Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, you get it done like that, just like um, like a presidential speech or something like that, like they've been doing with COVID. But the thing is, like, um, I don't know if you watched the Golden Globes this weekend, but the Golden Globes was kind of done where all the celebrities were at home. They were, like, in their Oh, room. okay. So even okay. awards, they're just like in their couch with their kids, like, hey, thank you. Mm -hmm. And then like the hosts, like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, they were in the studio, but, but mm -hmm. you know, the celebrities were at home. So I don't know. And I'm sure yeah. that's going to be, <laughs> that's, I'm sure X-Pac loves that. And I, I think like he, that's going to help with his like nervousness, you know? Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 him doing it at home? 
Yeah, because you know, like he he said that like, he would never want to go in the Hall of Fame solo, and he thought it was perfect that he went in with DX because he hates like public speaking. So I'm sure yeah. like being at home and inducted this time with Hall, Nash, and Hogan, I'm sure that that calms his nerves. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, man. Hey, what did you think about um, Sting taking that power? You work with Brian Cage, I believe. So yes, yes. What do you think about him taking that power bomb? Yeah, I mean, I think it was devastating. If the doctors cleared him to do it, yeah, I mean, do it. Nothing was like he. It's not like he was taking a buckle bomb. You know what I mean? Oh man! I yeah. mean, when, when you take that, I mean, I've 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 ate the buckle many times. You know. Uh, and it's not, it's, I mean, it's jarring. It's very jarring. So someone that age, you know, someone that, that doesn't do it as much, you know, yeah. like your, your whole approach to the game has to change, you know, the older you get, you know, so, uh, him not doing the buckle bond and him just taking something that's flat. Uh, yeah, I think it looked good to me, you know, it looked painful, I mean, it looked, but it looked perfectly executed though, the way he landed, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, but again, that's still a delicate area. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, they're taking that risk. And, you know, this is what we sign up for. It's not ballet. So, yeah. It's crazy, right? Imagine being 61 and taking, like, a power bomb from, like, a muscular dude. Like, Sting is in, is in such great shape, you know, not just for his age, but just, like, in general. Like, you can tell that he knows – um, his body's like capabilities like he knows um, the limits of his body so I'm sure he's taking himself taking care of himself very well and he knows that his body was up for the powerball if he can do it well yeah and you know again his age I remember when the Nexus us beat up Ricky Steamboat you know and like wow. us all us all in the ring he took the 450 splash well he took a plethora of moves from us uh, but he took that 450 splash from Gabriel and like the jarring. Hey, we uh, burped at the same time. Sorry, sidetrack. What's that? We burped at the same time. When you burped, I burped. That's weird, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is so weird. Uh, but uh, yeah, when he did that 450 splash, uh, very jarring to Ricky Steen, but I think he might have had a concussion or wow. yeah yeah he wasn't right for a long time something oh. some yeah yeah he wasn't right for a while um but yeah that's 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 what happens man that's what happens the older you get and you're not in the ring doing it as much you know it could be very jarring for you dude i'm really happy for uh cesaro getting his oh. uh, spotlight like that yeah i mean Better late than never, man. He definitely deserves it for years. Uh, I, I know I've said it on the podcast, but uh, he was my coming out match. You know what I mean? When I came right. out to the world, mm -hmm. like I was a nervous wreck. I said, Cesar, uh, what can we do? Just just be there for me. And he's like, Fred, don't worry. <laughs> and then he took care of me, man. The crowd was rocking and rolling for me. So yeah, that meant the world to me to have a good dance partner to go in there with. But yeah, he, uh, he, he, he he deserves it, man. Anytime we did like, anytime we did like the uh, the first ever tag team elimination chamber that I was a part of. Yeah. He came up. He came up. Him and him and Tyson Kidd were like, they 
they have it here and I just say, okay, I'll put my stuff in here or I'll do this, you know, they, yeah. they have it when it comes to the ideas and, and the structure, you know, they're, they're as good as it gets. And I thought, I even thought he deserved it back in WrestleMania 30 when he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, you know, and he was a Paul Heyman guy. I thought he deserved it then. Um, but like you said, better late than never. And I just love his promo on Talking Smack with him just saying like hard work pays off. And you can tell he's speaking from the heart and he's just like, yeah. just been like I just love, I love wrestling. I just love wrestling. Yeah. Someone like Cesaro, he's got to speak from the heart because if you want to be one of those guys, oh, he's not good with promos and stuff like that. If you let someone speak from the heart, you know, if I can speak from the heart, yeah. me personally, it just comes off natural. Uh, it's just uh, right right now, I'm me just turned down a little bit. I can turn it up a little bit, but I'm me. Yeah. And Cesaro is finally able to be himself, and I'm happy to see that. And Seth Rollins is also a perfect dancing partner for him because they're real life CrossFit buddies. You know what I mean? Like they exactly. Have <laughs> Are you kidding? I had photos on my phone of like my last summer before I got released of uh, if there's no like LA fitnesses or Gold's gyms around, we find a CrossFit gym and we always find them there, uh, CrossFit junkies together. So why not? It's only fitting that, you know, someone has a little pull between yeah. the two so Seth is uh Seth is the right guy and I hope we see that match at Wrestlemania you know they're definitely building up to it but I know we still have what is it backlash before Mania um but I hope like Cesaro gets a singles match at Mania because he deserves it man yeah so I guess you know a, a couple of matches uh uh that I'm thinking of is uh Cesaro and uh Seth right right Right, and then then hopefully I personally before I uh, before I lose track I definitely want to see Lashley and Brock. I think that's what's gonna happen, man. I think that's the reason why, um, one of the reasons why he has the strap right now is for Brock. Mm. And I think that's gonna be really interesting when Brock comes oh. back. Um, not only uh, for him and Lashley, but where does Paul Heyman come into play? Mm. Right, being a part of like he's so dedicated to um giving his services to roman right now storyline wise what's gonna happen you know is he gonna hey, have I, an I, awkward talk with brock hey i think i said it on a prior podcast that i'd love to see paul Heyman manage both of them roman and brock lesnar you know what i mean and they both just run through wwe i think i probably mentioned that and then you had an answer to my uh <laughs> response but I think, like, I think that would, me personally, I think that would only work for guys like, um, like when he had, uh, um, like hey, look, hey, hey, uh, Dude Love and Stone Cold did it, you know, right? Who? Then a team, Dude, Dude Love and Stone Cold Steve. Oh, Wilson they did, they did, the they did. But I'm saying, like, like a manager, like managing both uh, top stars, like, I, I think Paul Heyman, it would work for like Joe Henning. And Cesaro, like you know, like because like Paul, <laughs> like building them up, but for already like two established um, top dog superstars, character-wise, it doesn't make sense for them to share a manager. You know what I mean? Because I think character-wise, Roman's like, no, I want all your services for me. You're for me, and Brock would be like, no, 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 like you're like you're my you're my guy. You know? So well, I don't know. you see, this is how I look at it. Both of them. 
they're with Paul Heyman. Everything is going well. And then both of them turn on Paul Heyman. And then he's out of the pictures oh. for uh, he's out of the picture for a year. And then both of them fight it out. And then Roman ultimately wins. You know what I mean? So uh, that's how I would do it. You know, hey. that's how I would do it. You know, speaking about it, pair these guys up, just wrecking havoc. Then eventually, you know, both of them start. Hey, Paul, you're with me. No, Paul, you with me. Then, you know, Paul's like, you know, he, I mean, he's the, he, he's the lawyer. What wasn't his dad a lawyer? You know what I mean? So he's like, yeah, uh, he's just a nervous wreck. And then they both beat him up. He's out the picture, and then they both. Oh yeah, you know, that's that's perfect. That's uh, that's some good long term booking. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what I mean. It, it yeah. never be done. And I'm looking at merchandise. You know, the merchandise that both guys can pull together. Uh, I'm looking at numbers, bro. I'm looking at numbers. So if you were sitting at the table the second time that we're talking about this, what would you say say about that idea? I know I dig it. I dig it because like I'm I'm with you because right off the bat, like the ending, the final conclusion that you talked about is what I had imagined, right? Like we both said, Roman and Brock don't want to share Paul. That's why initially I thought it didn't make sense for them to share it, but for you to turn it into a storyline and it gets into yeah. The, yeah. For sure. For yeah, sure. long long term storyline, and we're creating we're cre we're creating television. So, hey, Paul almost turned into like the next Cam Cornette for a little bit because because of bro, course they bro, have Jay and Roman, he, right? But for a little know, bit, they they tried Apollo in there. There's there's some like there's some um there's some segments on SmackDown where like Apollo was like like sitting with Paul, and I thought they were gonna yeah. go that route. But now mm -hmm. I think it's a better idea for Apollo to turn heel on his own. Now he has a new ring gear, new attitude, and yeah. um, he looks more comfortable for sure. Yeah, I mean, being comfortable is key. I'm comfortable. He's comfortable. But don't forget, uh, Paul Heyman, uh, he had the Dangerous Alliance. If you go back to YouTube mm -hmm. and check out WCW, Paul Heyman, Dangerous Alliance, they were legit, man. They were, he, he managed like four guys, all mm -hmm. individuals, all individuals, but team together. Uh, the, the Dangerous Alliance, it was like Arn Anderson, uh, Bobby Eaton, uh, uh, I forget some other guys. Um, but yeah, you'd have to, I'm having a brain fart, uh, <laughs> the, other, the other two members of, of, of the Dangerous Alliance, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, Paul Heyman's got some experience leading factions. Man, it's crazy, um, you know, hearing Roman sometimes, like, talk about Paul and, like, shoot interviews, saying how much history they have together with Owen Dynasty and how much Paul was a part of that, you know, like him being on the road with the Wild Samoans. And at that time, he was just, like, like a, a Jewish kid, <laughs> you know, who's, like, who loves the business and trying to work his way up. Now he's this OG vet. It's really cool. Well, yeah, I definitely got to tell you a story off air sure. uh, about Paul uh, uh, about Paul Heyman, uh, and it's not a good one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so remind so remind me. Uh, okay, I got two. Uh, like I jotted yeah two. yeah exactly exactly I got it in my head too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, this is this been this has been bugging me. Like you mentioned Art Anderson uh, just now. Um, Back in WCW, I thought, like, the first, you know, because it was, like, because of my age, I thought the first four horsemen was Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Chris Benoit, 
Michael McMongo, right? I oh, thought that was no. like the original. But was Dean Malenko part of the fourth horseman? He was, right? So they had five? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think there was a time, yeah. There was a time where it was like Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Chris Benoit, uh, Dean Malenko. Um, and Mongo. Yeah, and Mongo. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I remember all those guys together. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I, just, I forgot if Dean was a part of it or not, but yeah. Okay. I think he, I think he was. Mm-hmm. Dude, like I watched the whole Elimination Chamber waiting for the fiend and it never happened. I was, I was so oh. excited. I thought he was going to come oh. with a different look. Oh, you want him to come back? I think he's supposed to come back before Mania, or maybe he comes back in Mania. Oh, uh, because he wants to defend his title, right? Uh, no, but um, I think he just has a, a score to settle with or- Orton. Because even though, because uh, Orton burned him alive, remember? That was his last send Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Alexa Bliss has been um, promoting The Fiend. Like, even though he's not there, she's there on raw like sending messages to orton back and forth mind games and alexa bliss is doing like her best work right now even though it's not well she is wrestling still but she's doing her best work out of the ring and it's like she just she knows who her character is and it shows she's so comfortable with it and she's able to play around and have fun with it and she's such a great actress man if she ever wants to pursue acting full-time she definitely has the talent for it but yeah, I was I was looking forward for the for the fiend to come back. I thought he was gonna come back yeah. with a different look, but it never happened. So maybe mania. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then if he comes back for mania, who's he gonna feud with? You said Randy. I think it would have to be Randy because there's like a score to settle there. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd definitely love to see that. Yeah. Um. And one of the last things that I want to touch on is uh, I don't follow up NXT with NXT too much, but I did kind of pay attention a little bit to the Undisputed Era breakup with Adam Cole. And I don't know if you've seen any of that, but I think their breakup was beautifully done because it was realistic. It was believable. Um, you know, it's not so <laughs> it's not so much of like back in the days in the 90s where it's like the NWO, like, oh, if you're the NWO, you're the NWO with NWO for life. And then all of a sudden one guy at the NWO gets back to stab and all of them like attacks that one person. And it just didn't make sense. Cause like, wait, I thought you guys were like tight, blah, blah, blah. But this time it's kind of like how friends would really react when there's an argument within the group. Right. Because it starts off with him, with Adam Cole, super kicking Finn. And then Kyle O'Reilly didn't get it because at that time, Kyle O'Reilly is starting to build a relationship with Finn and his best friend, Adam, just kicked Finn. So he's kind of like, wait, what's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then Adam super kicks Kyle. And then at that now, now Roderick, when he does that, Roderick Strong is stuck in the middle because now he wants to fix the relationship. Like my two best friends are fighting, yeah. going on, like knock it off, guys, come on. And then later on, Adam Cole apologized and he was crying like I'm sorry I don't know what I'm doing and boom low blows Roderick Strong and super kicks him and now it's just we don't know where Bobby Fish stands but that's more realistic like that's more believable right when like 
you have like your group of friends and one guy decides to turn their back on all of you guys but do it like individually and i don't know it, it makes more sense to me yeah no I, I definitely agree and i definitely agree with the build-up because it's not like you know one guy attacks one and then everyone starts fighting uh one guy gets attacked and then the other guy's like oh my goodness like what are you doing you know right. i mean again building that drama people don't expect that to happen in the ring you know what i mean like yeah so yeah um i saw clips of it online uh definitely thought it was told well especially the way you explained it too yeah. and like a perfect example of what doesn't make sense is back in the day when the whole dx turn their back on Billy Gunn and beat him up in the locker room. You know, now if you think about it in a realistic way, you know, of course, Triple H was the guy that had the main issue with Billy, but what was Xbox beef? You know, <laughs> like, why did he just like jump in there and like started like, you know, beating on Billy? What was like, Road Dog didn't have any issue with him. So yeah. again, like, I thought that that exactly. was exactly. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a ton of sense, bro. And, you know, who knows probably hunter uh produced that you know what i mean it's just a different way different way yeah. of getting into it you know what i mean you learn from stuff you've done in the past but yeah you you you've got some great minds you've, you've got sean michaels back there yes being hands on you know what i mean so like when you say that it was beautifully told definitely someone like sean michaels probably had his hands in that you know yeah. but uh, uh before i lose my train of thought and i don't want to cut you off we can't forget about the big show uh, oh my God, movement yes. to uh, AEW, but sorry to cut you off. No, yeah, tell you the truth, I almost did forget about that, but how how could I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually one of the like one of the things that I really wanted to talk about. But when I first saw that on Instagram, I thought someone made that. Like you know, people do that. Wrestlers like oh, Brock Lesnar's all elite. Randy Orton's all elite. There, uh, um, there's one with me out there too. Yeah. <laughs> Until I saw that it was actually from AEW's account, but I was like, oh my God, like I would have never, out of all the people, I would have never thought Paul White because he's such a company guy. He's been with WWE since 1999. It's, he's like a Jericho, you know, like when people, people were shocked that Jericho left WWE to go to New Japan because he's such a WWE guy through and through. Like with Big Show or Paul White, I should say, like same thing, man, like uh he just seems like hashtag such a guy has, hashtag never seen it coming never seen it coming absolutely um i thought like you know down the line like even though he's not in there i know his days in the ring is numbered but i thought he was going to yeah. be a producer in wwe still in the like in the legends contract maybe but um i mean word on the street is is that like you know they didn't negotiate a deal that paul was happy with and that's why he went with AEW something didn't add up financially and yeah. i know i know something definitely didn't happen uh the way he wanted it to go down so um yeah man i i, I didn't see it coming yeah and um paul's definitely going to be an asset to AEW because there's so many things he can contribute to you know whether it's building up a wrestler whether it's having some dream matches in the ring with Shaq, and Shaq's also an AEW that never happened yeah. in wwe yeah yeah, he's finally getting his match, you know what I mean? Because he, <laughs> he trained, he, it probably ate him up alive because he trained for that match and it just oh, didn't yes. happen, yes. you know? So something yeah. something didn't add up. WWE wasn't doing something 
Right. And uh, yeah, hopefully it'll happen on uh, a- a- AEW's program. Do you remember why it kind of fell apart in WWE? I feel like it was a financial issue. Um, I might be wrong, but I do remember somewhat of him saying that when they were building up the match, um, Paul called Shaq fat. And at that time, WWE was really against bullying and like body shaming and all that. And I I think, I think Shaq actually got offended by that maybe. So I think that's why it kind of fell through. That's what I, at least. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's funny. But man, yeah, I, that's funny. Man, with Sting and um, Paul White shifting to AW, oh my God, it's it's a big shift, man. Like AW came up that. Yeah, it's a big shift, and like, you know, uh, you know, Paul White can do commentary. Like, I love Big Show. I, I'll always call him Big Show for some sure. reason. Sure. I, I do know. I, I do know certain wrestlers real name and their stage name you know yeah. Heath Slater Heath Miller's his real name yeah. certain wrestlers I don't know but definitely uh he'll always be Big Show to me and I always talk highly highly of the Big Show because he was one of the guys that embraced me when I came out and after he embraced me when I came out he hooked me up at least four times <laughs> in first class when 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 we lived in Miami I had status but he had like first class status and on like four different flights he somehow like you know he's in a bad mood when you see him at the airport but when he sees me he's a lot more kinder to me and he's like he's like where um he's like where are you sitting at and at the time you could he 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 would do his vape uh pen and it would just blow out all the nicotine smoke and that's when you could do that inside the airport and like uh i was like oh I'm back there um, with the poor people. And then, <laughs> and then he'd be like, all right, wait a second. Then he'd get up and he'd go and this giant is standing over the thing. I don't know how he got it changed, uh, but he would get the slip, the ticket, then he'd come over uh, and then put it in my chest. And oh, I'd, be like, oh. I'd be like, oh, thank you so much, show. Thank you. Oh, wow. But uh, yeah, That's man. Cool. I, yeah, I'll never, I'll never say a bad thing about him. Not that I... Uh, need to but yeah he always took care of me he always took care of me that's why I always mentioned he was one of the guys that embraced me even more when I came out so there's yeah. a reason why I tell that story and I love that he's using the name Paul White because people remember the name Paul White because after he left WCW and he came to WWE they they first referred to him as Paul White and I thought was it Paul White or Paul Wright? White W-I-G-H-T was Paul White he's his real name and um, at that time, that was before WWE, um, like, did their, like, billion baby turns, like, heel face, heel face. So um, he was still, you know, people still took him super, super, super seriously, like, how Kane was in the beginning of his career as, you know, mm-hmm. a, a destructible monster. Yeah, I definitely remember when he threw Austin into the cage yeah. and it broke. And I thought it was really cool because... Um, the name Paul White is such a main event name, you know, because of how he was featured in WWE when he was Paul White. And I don't know if you remember this, before he was the Big Show, for a couple yeah. of weeks, they were toying around with the name Big Nasty. So mm-hmm. it was Paul White, and then after that, they called him Big Nasty, and then it became the Big Show. Mm. 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited like, for him, man. And AW, he's gonna do great things there. Yeah, and Big Show's very. Uh, he's very. Um, he's very outspoken too. So, uh, who knows what he's gonna say? Has he made any like verbal sayings, or maybe he'll do it at a pay per view or something, right? Yeah, hopefully this week, maybe on Wednesday. But oh, okay, I think I never. I didn't hear anything about him. Like you know, mm. from his word at least. Mm. Um, but yeah, man. Before we sign off, uh, the last thing I want to ask is, uh, what what match are you looking forward to at Mania, and what match do you think is gonna happen at Mania that hasn't happened yet? Uh, I mean, honestly, you throw that question at me, uh, and I mean, I don't watch the product fully. You know, sure. I'm kind of I'm kind of in my own lane, so you gotta. Uh, I got to apologize to you, but I think I mentioned earlier, one match I'm hopefully looking forward to is Bobby Lashley and uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that's one match I'm definitely looking forward to. Yeah. Um, When it comes to the women, I'm definitely looking Bianca Blair and Sasha Banks. Like that's money right there. I I love what they've been doing. Sasha's my girl, but I have to go with Bianca. You know, Bianca's got to, have that WrestleMania moment. So, yes. yeah, those are two matches that I'm looking forward to, and hopefully great. they do happen. And I also think as great as Edge versus uh, Roman Reigns is, I think it might be a triple threat with Daniel Bryan, with everything that's been going on with Daniel and Roman. Like, he's he's deep into the storyline with Roman as well, you know? So I think it might be a triple threat. Um, but, man, that's I, if that happens, I think that will be the last match. Oh, it's two nights, right? Saturday and Sunday. So, okay, never mm-hmm. mind. But I think that needs to be a Sunday night match because so many people are invested in Daniel. So many people are, are invested in Edge. And Roman is untouchable right now. No disrespect mm-hmm. to Drew because he's putting on the work. And Drew saved the company at a time where, you know, no one saw coming. Like, he rose up to the occasion and he more than delivered. So, no disrespect to Drew. But, man, like, Roman is just character wise and you know in ring skills wise he's just untouchable right now <laughs> yeah i mean uh you said it best man you said it best from what i'm saying uh he he's definitely the head of the table and he's yep. untouchable yeah all right man i think that's the perfect place to wrap it up episode 68 is in the books episode 68 therapy session down in the books and it's just you and i bro just uh, vibing it out and uh, who knows if we'll have another guest next week on Pro and Bro Wrestling. Life happens. I'm going to actually be doing some more video game stuff uh, right. next week. So my schedule is all over the place. Um, in the process of working with NWA. Wow. Uh, so I think they're going to be flying me out the 22nd and 23rd. Uh, so wow. I'm, still getting it, I'm, I'm still getting the details as we speak. So that's, that's a major organization that I've never been a part of. So uh simon diamond do you remember him from ecw Mm-mm. no i don't oh okay yeah he's actually booking and uh giving me the 411 on what's going on so yeah a lot of wrestling coming up a lot of wrestling coming up a lot of new japan stuff coming up so wow. gotta stay grinding baby 37 and i'm making my 20s jealous of my 30s baby <laughs> absolutely man as it supposed to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you guys are on iTunes, make sure you guys give us a five-star review and let me know 
down in the review section what we can do better. And if you guys are watching us on YouTube, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe, and all that good stuff. And with that said, block the hate, salute the great Arnold Telega Arta. <laughs>